marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another weekly episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can find this and all past episodes at MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Uh, make sure you rate, subscribe, uh, leave a comment so we can get our, our listens and our plays and likes up on the old... Uh, iTunes and Stitcher and stuff like that. Because uh, doing that makes us happy. Yeah, it does. It gives it gives Dave, Dave a little bit of a chubby. Um, if you want to email us, <laughs> you can email us at marknet1 at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to contact us social media, we have a Twitter, twitter.com slash out. We live tweet, especially during Raw, and we just tweet in general about other things. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out, where we post a lot of videos, discussions, and uh, stuff like that. So my name's Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog. I'm a little stuffed up today, so I apologize about that. I'm also sitting here with hashtag no Twitter Dave. Dave, good morning. Good morning. He's had his, his cup of coffee in him. Yeah. He's, he's good to go. I got my coffee mixed with like hot chocolate. Oh, that's like a Dunkachino almost. Yeah, that's what I, I always go to the gas station. I put some like like maybe one uh, third of hot chocolate then the rest coffee. It's perfect. There you go. And we're also sitting Wait, here. Wait, the gas station sells pre-made hot chocolate? No, it's one of those uh, like Swiss little mints? machines. Like a, yeah, like a, a cappuccino maker stuff. Huh. And as you can hear, we're also sitting here with Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161, not B2TG161. So BTTG161. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always, and I have the Ryback eye. Yeah, he's got – he's pinky. Yep, he hit himself in the head with a cinder block. I mean, a weight. That's yeah, what he, I was, was going to – He wiped his ass and touched his face. At the same time. No, the, the doctor told me. He goes, listen, Brandon, you have to stop touching your asshole and then you're on. <laughs> and he probably did tell you that, which is the same. No, he didn't, say that. he didn't say that. He goes, you can't – you got to stop eating Oreos. Yeah. Well, I wish um, we could all be awesome as always, but we have some uh, depressing news to start the show off, which you probably all already know about. Um, This week it was uh, found out that William Moody, known to the wrestling world as Percy Pringle III, or known to WWE fans as Paul Bearer, passed away this week. Apparently complications with his gallstone. Apparently also he had something to do with a blood clot. He wasn't feeling well. Canceled a bunch of dates um, and passed away this week. So our condolences to the entire Moody family and to everybody that knew him and it's this is depressing because you know going back to being you know younger he was like one of the first managers well to me at least that i remember growing up i i completely agree with you i mean growing up i've always been interested in like kind of monsters mythology all that kind of stuff so of course i drew towards that uh undertaker paul bearer character uh characters so when i was a younger kid when i saw them on the first raw and from like just videos from Survivor Series and stuff like that, I just remember it as if it was yesterday. And I'm going to definitely miss uh, Paul Bearer. I know, I know. And Brandon was the one who actually told me about this, 
which yeah, was, uh, dude, that's fucking like I, oh, I didn't even want to curse again, sad. but yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I just saw him in October, yeah, and and I I wish I met him, but I didn't. I, but I didn't it was know. just it was just so surreal to be there, and like standing there, and Paul Bearer just passed by me. Like that's insane. There, there was- there were so many different – I mean as a kid, like we had no idea what was in that urn. I was always curious with that urn and then that one time where uh, there was like a huge light inside of the urn, like just your curiosity builds up and everything. I don't know. It's Well, that was, um, that was SummerSlam 1994. Yeah. where he came out with the double wide, double deep casket and then the urn inside of it and The Undertaker came back when it was Undertaker versus Undertaker. The only reason I remember this so like vividly is because a buddy of mine who I've been friends with forever posted it on – my drummer's Facebook wall, and I actually watched the beginning, which was so awesome. You know that yeah. WWF and WWE, I guess you could say too, are the reasons. Like I learned so much through wrestling. Yep, like, didn't I didn't learn anything did, at college. You learned everything through wrestling, folks. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's nothing to learn at college. It really isn't. But at wrestling, like I learned as a kid, I, I learned what an urn was because I didn't know what an urn was. I learned what an Undertaker was. I learned what Kane was. I learned what Paul Bearers were. So you had religion class and everything else in there. Yeah, and dude, I, I and learned what, science. I, I, I was just going to toss. Were. I was just going to toss it out there. Like I don't know if this is. I think this is public information. But for those interested, his funeral is going to be Saturday at 10 a.m. at St. Vincent's uh, uh, in Mobile, Alabama, Serenity funeral funeral home. So was it? I don't you, know. Did you read his? Uh, did you read his obituary? No, I did not. I liked what it said about – it quoted Sweet Home Alabama, I think it was. Like really? apparently he loved he loved being home. Yeah. Well, I, like, he's, I, he said a lot of stuff like on Twitter about like being like a grandpa and stuff like that and how proud he was. So He also suffered a, the loss of his wife too. I think she had cancer. When was that? So What? what? When did he lose his wife? Um, I want to say 2009. Yeah, I was going to say wasn't it like more recent? Yeah, I want to say 2009, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, she died of uh, breast cancer and chemotherapy uh, 2009, January 31st. Yeah, so it's very, like, I don't know. I just, and I I just feel like, I feel so bad for for his grandchildren, too. Because, like, they they definitely had that relationship where he was everything to them, it Uh seems. Like, and, and Paul Bear was the coolest dude like if you hit him up on twitter he'd reply to you no matter what yeah. i didn't know that he was obese yeah like yeah, I, I was reading like he him? was at one point he was tipping the scales at over 500 pounds i, I did it say what year no i didn't i mean it may have but i kind of one year at the other yeah yeah but yeah favorite uh favorite paul bearer moments gentlemen hmm could i when say he tur- when he turned on the undertaker which time <laughs> the first time, the first time was with uh, Kane, right? No, it was no, definitely mankind. No, it was earlier than that. Was it? Yeah, it had to have been earlier than that. It wasn't when Kane was when debuting, like not when debuting, but like when he was leading up to that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I feel like I remember where Undertaker got on the knee, and then Paul Bearer took the urn and smashed him with the urn. Yeah, he was in the corner, right? I don't remember that. Yeah, okay, it was 1996. What's that? It was 1996. Yeah, then, like, how could you forget all those funeral parlors and yeah. just promos overall with that high-pitched voice, the oh, yes. 
I mean, how many people didn't like? I think every wrestling fan tried to imitate that. Uh, oh yes, at some point. But yeah, I mean, it's it's funny when uh, you, you. I guess you had posted the thing on our Facebook page about Paul Bear, <laughs> and uh, a fan literally wrote that about. Uh, I used to always do it or whatever, and I was like doing that as I was reading it before I even read his thing. Oh yes. Back when I was in fourth grade, I had a buddy who was the same one that posted that thing on the Facebook wall, uh, that he, his little sister, his little sister had to be like three or four, and he got her to do like a perfect Paul Bearer impression. And that's something that's like always like, you know, kind of drained in your mind as a wrestling fan. It's like, hell yeah, remember that one time that your little sister did the Paul Bearer impression? I feel um, like that's always the thing that you do with little children. You always try to, like my little cousins, I have them like woo-woo-wooing and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, actually, more recent of a favorite Paul Bearer moment, remember when Edge kidnapped Paul Bearer? Yeah. Recently, and like just dragged him around and beat him and threw him off like a bridge or something like that. But it wasn't. Yeah, really, put him. He put him in the freezer. Oh yeah, no, that, that was that was Kane, Kane right? Kane, but that was yeah. Kane. That, that was the the last time we ever saw him in WWE was Kane putting him in the freezer. Yeah, but but you know it was. But it was, Edge, I believe Edge did push him off of a. Uh, someone pushed spot. him down a flight of yeah, steps. Yeah, but it, but it, it was with the Edge Paul Bearer. I mean, it was the Edge Kane feud. I never really liked him when he came back without like where he didn't have the pasty white face and the dark hair. I don't know. I, when he came out, I guess normal how he used, like would normally look. Mm-hmm. As in, as in that time when he managed Kane, I think it was. Yeah, when, he, yeah, when he came back with Kane, with, yeah. was with Kane. I, Dude, I you know what like, was you know what was really creepy though when he didn't have his mustache. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I liked it better when he had the mustache and everything like that. I don't know. See, like, but like that's that's the era of Paul Bearer that I know more of. Like I, I obviously I got into wrestling late '97, so Ministry I know a lot more of. And yeah, he well, never really got involved in the matches all that much. No, yeah, not really. But like he was out there, so I knew of. Paul yeah, and it's just- kind of like surprising because you speak about best managers and whatnot and usually they're over the top heels like Bobby Heenan who you who usually get involved in the match or something like that but Paul Bearer was always on this side and never he rarely got involved the most he did was raise the urn and stuff like that yeah I mean and and he had a career before being Paul Bearer. I mean, he had a run in world class championship wrestling as well. You know, mm-hmm. managing you know, Rick Rude, m- managing The Undertaker before he was The Undertaker. So, I mean, that's a whole like. There's people out there that know more about that than they know more about the Paul. And they more know more of the the Paul Bearer that we've seen today. Mister yeah. Percival Pringle or Percy per- Pringle the Third. Percy Pringle the Third. Yes, absolutely. Percival. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we definitely wish our condolences to the entire um, Moody family and everybody that was a part of his life. Somebody I forget who it was. I think it was one of the members of Ring Rope Rebellion. By the way, ringroperebellion.com. Thank you very much for theme music. Um, they said something that WrestleMania this year it should be Kane versus Mankind versus Undertaker in a tribute match to uh, Paul Bear. Uh, as much as I would love to see that, it's not going to happen. And then yeah. Somebody tweeted us just a question. I forgot who, but asking if Paul Bearer should be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. I don't want that just because it's going to seem like it was rushed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I say no because it would be rushed. And plus, I mean, I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but just because somebody passed away right before the Hall of Fame doesn't mean that they should be inducted that year. Yeah. Well, that's what they did with Eddie Guerrero. Well, Eddie Guerrero, that's like – I don't know. I still don't know why they really did it. I guess it was to pay tribute to him. But keep in mind, Eddie Guerrero didn't pass away right before the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, this is, we're literally like three weeks from WrestleMania. 
Yeah, I, I feel like this is one of the things where you still have to. I don't even know if he'll get in next year. I mean, wait till it's so. Listen, honestly, the the thing I wrote on Twitter, and I honestly do believe it, is that they were waiting to induct Paul Bearer, regardless of him being That's alive, one. right? Uh, for Undertaker to actually be inducted as well. I think that's what they were going to do, but yeah, you have to. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that, but it also I I base a lot of the Hall of Fame out of their significance to that area uh, where WrestleMania is, whether it's their hometown or crowd. So, so you want them to have WrestleMania in Death Valley? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. In Sweet Home Alabama? <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have it in Alabama. But yeah. next year, I could see a, like a 30 have the Undertaker as like your big guy being inducted, but it should be the Macho Man, but. Fuck you, I, Lenny Poffo. Sorry, I, I didn't want to curse you there, but I can't see I can't see Undertaker getting inducted. I don't I don't want Undertaker inducted uh, at thirty or whatnot. I want to see it. I'm always one of the people that want to see the Hall of Fame inductees hold off a few years. Yeah, especially yeah. right after. So do I, but, but we're getting but we're getting off the topic of Paul Bearer and getting on to the Undertaker. So rather than doing our normal ten bell salute. For somebody that just passed in this spirit of Paul Bearer, we will be doing a 10-gong salute. So we're going to hit our 10-gong salute now, and we'll get back to some sports entertainment talk. So let's lighten the mood now and let's get on to some sports entertainment talk and let's get on to Monday Night Raw from this week. Monday Night Nitro. Thank you. You're on the ball no, this week. I almost said Monday Night Raw just now. Well, it was an old school Monday Night Raw. I love these gimmicky Raws, but I mean, there wasn't that min- I mean, there was a lot of goods, there was a lot of middles, and there was a lot of bads. So let's start off with... Uh, let's start off with the bands because there's not a lot of these. I was going to say, let's start with the goods. There was no Kali. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Goods, no Kali. Right. Uh, no, let's start off with the bads first because there's only one bad. Uh, Jack Swagger uh, was supposed to be in a match against Hacksaw Jim Duggan and accompanying to the ring is Sergeant Slaughter and the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. And this match didn't – it was, I guess, thrown out because Jack Swagger apparently uh, was – the match didn't even start because he hit Hacksaw Jim Duggan with a 2 by 4 it did. All right. I, I feel like this is a bad because of my pressure in it. I don't know. Would you guys put it in the bads or no? No. I mean, I wouldn't put it in the bad, but I okay. understand where you're coming from. Dave, you you speak your opinion on why you think this is a bad. Oh, okay. So I understand that. Okay. I, I like the fact that he, you got all these Americans coming out, great legends and whatnot, getting in the ring to face Jack Swagger. So they square – Heyman, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan square off. Referee rings the bell. He rings the bell. That means that the match officially starts. Then Jack Swagger circles his way out of the ring, gets the two-by-four, beats the crap out of everybody, and they forget to ring the bell to end the match. And they don't e- – they call it a, I guess, no contest, even though the bell rang to initiate that match. Technically, it should be a disqualification. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan should have that win over Jack Swagger. I think that this is awful. Yeah, and this, stoop, I guess stoop. this this just goes back to when Yokozuna squashed Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you wrote him a letter, right? 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. No, but I don't get the point that there was no point to square off and have the uh, referee ring the bell. I feel like they could have. He should have gotten that two by four a little bit sooner if they were if they weren't intentionally going with the a DQ or something like that. Either the referee forgot to ring the bell or he shouldn't have ring that bell to begin with. I feel I like think it was it, just stupid. I think it was thrown out for the fact that all three of them got involved. Yeah, but they. He got them so he got them involved. I mean, yeah, that, but you still you got involved. Out for that reason, they still Imagine, got involved. No, it doesn't. So they still got they, involved. It no <laughs> way. Yeah. No, no, I no, I understand with you. I understand that whole reason. So technically, that match is still going on right now. Yes, <laughs> the has rung the bell. Yeah. Longest match ever. I, I just want to know what made Hacksaw Jim Duggan finally put on a top. Maybe Vince was like. I can't see those titties. Yeah, it's like, he like no, he he did used to wear a singlet, but like recently, I mean, he yeah. hasn't been really wearing that. And uh, he's in shape, so he's never been in shape, so he really doesn't have anything. Vince McMahon's to- like, oh, Ray Mysterio, give him your uh, singlet. Put this on, Jim. We'll we'll talk about Ray Mysterio in a little bit. Uh, okay, so yeah, that was the only bit we had from uh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, you know I could agree, but you know I guess you could if putting over Jack Swagger, especially on an old school Raw, putting yeah, over Jack I'm Swagger as a monster as, as a big. Let me talk because you spoke uh, for a good like ten minutes right there on Jack Swagger and the continuity of that match. Um, Jack Swagger putting him over as a big American bad guy over against all the all the people of the old Raw that were good and that were good for the company. So I I don't like that. That Alberto Del Rio was yelling at Jack Swagger for attacking those legends backstage afterwards for the simple fact that at the last uh, old school Raw that we saw, Del Rio was the one who was beating up Sergeant Slaughter. I understand heels and faces, and I understand gimmicks and times change, but it was poorly written. Yeah, it was, just, it, was just, it was just whatever. It is what it is. That was the only bad we had. All right, should we go on middles or should we go on goods? Let's go into um, the middles because I want to specify a bad that I think should be bad. All right. So we'll start off with the beginning of Monday Night Raw. Old school Monday Night Raw. But you start off the show with the return of The Undertaker. But then you cut to the opening Monday old school Monday Night Raw promo. And then you come back and The Undertaker is not even there. And it's a big promo with, with you know all four guys thinking that they should be viable to face The Undertaker. You have Randy Orton, CM Punk, Sheamus, and The Big Show. And Vicky Guerrero makes a... a Fatal four way for the main event for the winner to face the Undertaker. It just it was weird booking to me. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hate that they did that with Undertaker. It was just weird that they did that. I I think that the Undertaker. Well, I didn't like both of them. The Undertaker stuff I didn't like for the fact because it's just awkward to have him come out. Crowds tried. I think the crowd was very surprised to see him come out right from the start. Then you cut the promo to start up Raw. It was just very awkwardly placed. I mean, maybe do it after you bring in Raw and announce where you're from and everything, and then have Undertaker. Well, they had just they placement. had they had the opening montage, which should have been the first like thing. The, which was no, I'm saying they had the opening montage with the the then now or whatever forever, which I liked how they did that old school. Like then they cut right into the Monday Night Raw. Undertaker, and then it cut into like the the opening of Monday Night Raw, like you had said. So I, I think that was it was weird. I don't know if we've ever seen that before. I don't know. It was. I felt like it was awkwardly awkwardly placed. And then the fact that with the Fatal Four Way match, 
why is Seamus even mentioned in this? Why do you think Seamus he, is even mentioned in it? Because he's sucking off somebody backstage. There's no reason for him to do this. He's involved with this shield. He's yeah, involved. Okay, so is Randy Orton and Big Show. So then why? But, Big but, but Randy not, Orton, but Randy Orton has a, a more of a viable cause because he's the so legend. He's the legend killer. All right, so Big Randy Show. Orton, Big Show had that same exact reason with. Oh, I want another shot at, at Undertaker because he wrestled him at WrestleMania 19 with with Albert. Yes. But they all have storylines already building up to WrestleMania. What's the it's point? Just, it's just it's just something. It's another thing to put it to put a match in there. So I don't know. In a perfect world, you can't have. You literally can't have storyline, 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 storyline. You want to say storylines any more times? No, I don't. Storylines. You can't have storylines. Storylines. Do you understand what I mean, though? Yeah. You know what? You threw me off with saying storyline eight thousand times. So let's continue on. Ryback defeated Antonio Cesaro. I mean, the match was good, but Antonio Cesaro has been such a such a heavy hitter the past couple months so it's upsetting to see him lose yeah but then, I believe he, he just passed his 200 day mark yeah where did he get that information from yeah he yeah. just passed the 200 day mark he he only has to beat MVP I think it's MVP Benoit Shelton Benjamin and some other guy he'll do it um, but anyway right after the match as Ryback's leaving uh, Mark Henry comes out and they have a stare down and then that leads to Mark Henry defeating Zack Ryder in a pretty much a squash match. I mean, so I think that's, I guess that's setting up Ryback versus Mark Henry, and we'll see maybe Ryback hit him with a shell shock, which I think will be a big pop for the WrestleMania crowd. But are you, you guys excited for this? Not really. I mean, I am, but I feel like Mark Henry lost a lot of steam. Yeah, absolutely. Shit. I mean, when what? he came back, he was very hot. Elimination Chamber, people were actually predicting that he was going to win it. And now this is where he is. I did. I predicted him. He was going to yeah. win. Yeah. I, I mean, if I was on the show, I was going to predict him. But you predicted Jack Swagger and won. Yeah. <laughs> you should just be happy you didn't predict Bob Backlund again. Yeah. By the way, huge shout out to Zack Ryder for his first trunks. I guess he's not pulling any more uh, strings back because the push, me tr- the push me tights. And I'm amazed that none of you guys actually mentioned that while you guys were live tweeting. That was I, No, I think I did. No, you didn't. I definitely I think, think I, did. I think Brandon did. I don't know, but I, I I like the fact that everybody's raving about how Zack Ryder's complaining and standing up for himself. I mean, it's a fucking storyline, people. Yeah, well, they, he, they could turn this into a storyline and make his character more of a a, a serious character. Wait, what do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean it's a storyline though? I mean that it's he's not like putting himself out there because he's going off book or anything. But he honestly, he that's what he did. Like that's what ZTLIS was. All right, that's that. But this, he—I don't think he's going off book. I think this is all written and whatnot. You he's think not, some? You so think Vince McMahon or somebody in creative wrote to him and said, "Oh, get these tights and say push me." No, I don't think that they said that. But I think that they did. He did sit down with creative. I don't think that he's going to disobeying Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon saying, "Hey, yeah, but that's not disobeying Vince McMahon." It just because he got tights that say push me, that's not disobeying him. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I like I like those trunks though. The whole that whole yeah, two matches a, though, a, they were just kind of bland to me. You know, it, I like the tr- the the new pair of trunks he's got. It's a big fuck you to WWE, and it really should be because they're dropping the ball big time. They have for a fucking year already. Brandon, you talk about guys attire way too much, dude. Yeah. I love I love wrestling attires. No, I I, I agree with Brandon on that one. Attire like like Macho you Man's guys. Tire. 
some people have superheroes. You guys like Batman and, and, and stuff. I don't really like superheroes. What draws me in are attires. Like, I like, like, these guys are fucking immortal to me for the most part. Moral. You know what I mean? All right, continuing you know I mean? on. Saying that, you know what I mean? Uh, the Miz defeated, defeated Dolph Ziggler, and The Miz had Ric Flair in his corner. Uh, the match itself was good, but I feel like, you know, we, we discussed this. Ric Flair being in his corner kind of took away from the match itself. Yeah, that's I, I wasn't even involved. I wasn't even into the match at all. Yeah. I mean, the, at like the, the end, I was. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't give a shit. The end, I was because the crowd was so hot behind that figure four, and then that whole interaction between Biggie Langston and Ric Flair. I thought that the crowd actually was pretty poor during the entire event, like during the entire Raw. Yeah. I feel like they didn't give the, like, proper reactions to the old school people coming out and everything like that. Well, you know, I think it, you, it was all company guys. You yeah. know, it wasn't anybody that we were... That's bullshit, though, because they, it wasn't... I mean, it was all company guys, but you say they didn't give, like, the pops that they should have gotten, but Ric Flair did. got a huge pop. Yeah. New Age Outlaws, huge pop. Did Honky Talk Man? Yes. I, yeah, I believe so. I don't think so. People were in the audience singing to his theme song. That was just you at home. No. Dude, <laughs> Thank you for saying it, Dave. Singing. All right, and, can, uh, and you guys didn't sing along? No, I didn't. Um, continuing on, along, yeah, Rock sorry. and John Cena's points counterpoints. Um, yawn. Yeah, this is a yawn. It's like, oh, I could beat you, John. I could beat you, Rock. And then Rock's like, John Cena, I know I can beat you. If you smell what the rock's cooking, it was just like, eh. you know, you know. It's I think we all know that John Cena is going to go over the rock. Uh, instead of promo, promo. Yes, we know that you could cut promos. I'd rather see them actually brawl before yeah, about, WrestleMania. How, how about a match in in general, though? Like the Rock had a match on Raw. Come on, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah come on. They got to save him for WrestleMania, brother. Yeah, that's that's what they should be doing. They should be having the Rock on have a match on Raw, though. Yeah, put him yeah. against Dolph Ziggler. I mean, you can't. I just hate the fact that, as you're, you've been saying, the promo, promo, promo. It's getting tiring. Put him in a match. Yeah. I feel like if they put him in the match, it's going to hype it up a lot more than having that that spark of where they first collide at WrestleMania. Yeah. We saw that last year. This year, we want to see that spark earlier. No, I I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, Triple H challenged Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania. I mean, we were all expecting what, was this. there. Yeah, was there even a challenge? Like, come on. Yeah. yeah, he said. He said, "I challenge you." Or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, did you even have to do it? Obviously, we knew where it was going. Yeah, we we all knew that we were going, but there was no verbal, you know, "Hey, I'm challenging you at WrestleMania" type thing. Hey, Triple H and Undertaker had no verbal. I'm curious as to what the stipulation's going to be. Yeah, for that match, I need it to be something that's like not a regular New York match. Street fight, Indian strap match, Indian strap match. I would love to see that if they did it right. Yeah. No. No. Why not, dude? Are you kidding me? Jeez. Um, are are yeah. you kidding me? You just agree to that. Dude, if they – one of my favorite matches of all time is that dog collar match with fucking uh, Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine. That's like such a brutal match. I think it was them too, right? I don't know. Go home, Brandon. You're drunk. Yeah. I am home and I don't drink, so bam roasted. Yeah, he's just fucked up on eye medication. Uh, Alberto <laughs> Del Rio defeated Wade Barrett, another middle match. I mean, it was a good match, but, you, you know, going back to Ryback and Antonio Cesaro, you're having your mid-card champions losing on your A-show. I think it, I think the champions shouldn't be placed in matches that show their, shows their weakness and that they it's possible for them to lose. I 
I don't know. I feel like in the past, in the Attitude Era and whatnot, we have not seen champions lose as much as we currently see that. I know. I totally. Times change, Dave. It's not the attitude. Move on. All right, Bob Dylan. Times they are changing. I'm not saying just attitude. Before then, too, WWE, the Golden Era. Also, move on. People moved on. You don't see Hulk Hogan still on TV. You <laughs> and Brandon's the only one laughing to himself. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on right now, and we're going to get to our goods. Uh, Team Hell No looks like they're finally on the same page as they fe- defeat the primetime players with Ted DiBiase in their corner. The man of a million dollars is in the corner of the team that's all about making millions of dollars. Dude, I pop when I saw Ted DiBiase. I thought for sure it was going to be the return of Ted DiBiase Jr. Why? Yeah. Why what? Why would you think that? I don't know because he's been back on the road and he's back from an injury. I, I like I like this idea that he was going to be – if it was a tag match, it was going to be some sort of primetime players thing. The best part about it was after Ted DiBiase stuffs the 100 in uh, Darren Young's mouth, Daniel Bryan goes back and steals the $100 bill. Yeah, but put it in his tights. That's so gross. Like where do we trace money to? Brandon, you you think the dollar bill that you paid for your Shamrock Shake last night was uh? Why do people I, keep bringing up a Shamrock Shake? I've I don't, still don't know what it is. I know it's from McDonald's, but I don't know what it is, and I don't probably will never eat one. Yes, sir. drink one. Okay, drink one. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I thought that it was a disappointment for me because I w- I wanted to see Million Dollar Man actually involved in in a match. I don't think we'll ever get to see him. We'll never see him wrestle again. So I don't know. I wouldn't say never, but I want to see these wrestlers that come back to like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was in a match. Yeah, but Hacksaw wrestles regularly. Ted DiBiase hasn't wrestled in years. Yeah, he found Christ and now he doesn't wrestle anymore. I don't know what he does on the indies. Uh, Yes, we do. We've seen him on the indies. Haven't we? Or you aren't there for that. I was never seen a million dollar man on the indies. He was at a PWS event. I know that. He was the commissioner. Yeah. That's what he does in independent wrestling. He or preaches. Manages. Or yeah. he manages. He preaches the good word of the Lord. Yeah, right. uh, Brodus Clay and Tensai defeated the three-man band. And, uh, I guess fought. it's no longer Tensai. It's Sweet Tea. Yeah, it's Sweet Tea. Mm-hmm. And I keep spelling Sweet Tea wrong. Yeah, I said Iced Tea by accident. <laughs> I keep spelling it like it's Sweet Tea, but it's sweet. Like, sweet, man. Yeah, S-W-E-E-T. Yeah. Yeah, so they defeated three-man band, and making his return to Monday Night Raw was the Honky Tonk Man. I, I, actually, I don't understand. I don't understand. Doesn't he shit on WWE all the time? Yes, he does a I don't lot. Get it. Like, what? Why welcome him back? I don't understand. Because he's constantly a Honky Tonk sh- Man. He's the best he intercontinental sh- champion of all times. I'm sorry to cut you off. He here. literally he is constantly shitting all over WWE, saying just like trashing them. For he constantly shits the on the Hall, the Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah, him not being in the Hall of Fame. Oh, just a bunch of stuff, and it's like I, I thought it was funny that they announced him as the best uh, intercontinental champion ever. Yet he's not in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. I feel like the reason why he is where he is with the WWE, how he talks shit and still have his connections because of his relation with uh, Jerry Lawler. Yeah, are they brothers or something? Uh, I think they're cousins. Oh, okay, they're, I think are they first cousins though, or I, I think they're or like first just cousins. kissing cousins. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh. No, that didn't go over well, Brandon. Uh, but anyway, it, it, I mean, it was I good. It was, <laughs> it was good to see um, Honky Talk Man use the guitar gimmick after the match hitting Heath Slater over the head. That did was, he do that when? Like, how often did he do that when he was I, wrestling? I don't was think so. I think that was more of a Jeff Jarrett type gimmick. Well, I remember yeah, I think too often. 
because I don't remember when he did it. Like when I see old matches of his, I don't remember seeing that. But I remember seeing it during promos. Mm-hmm. Like there's I, that famous one. I think it was with Jake Roberts. Yeah. Where, boom, he smacked him in the head as hard as he can. It was like fiberglass guitar. They got the wrong guitar. I thought it was awesome that the commentary, I think it was Michael Cole, who I got to say is probably proving himself to be one of the best commentators around today. Yeah. How he brought up the fact how um, Hockey Talk Man was the main reason behind New Age Outlaws getting together with Rockabilly and everything. Yes, he did say that. Yeah, I, I actually popped for that. I was just like, wow, you actually you're talking about your information and everything. Congrat, Good job. And I mean, I mean, we we mentioned it. We'll pop over the the next topic. Another good there: New Age Outlaws making their tag team return to Monday Night Raw, defeating Epico and Primo. The one thing I didn't like is they had the O for their "Oh, you didn't know" Titantron up yeah. before the theme song hit and everything, yeah. so everybody knew they were about to come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I still they they still look great in the ring. They still got it. Billy Gunn looks great. Oh, they they both look awesome, and they're. They still got it on the mic, obviously. So. I, just, I just wish Billy Gunn was wearing different tights. <laughs> I know you. I know you are, Brandon. But this sets up for next Brandon, week. Brandon, one of the tights where he he had his uh, face on his ass. Yeah, Brandon's face. My face, like up. a Cole Cabana type of like. Uh, you guys can't see my face right now, but yeah, that, I'm doing it. That's how you get pink eye to your other eye. Yeah. <laughs> Why, if my face is on Mister Ass's ass, this tights? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but this sets up for uh, next week. The New Age, uh, the Road Scholars, making their return to Tag Team Action, are going to be facing off against the New Age Outlaws. Now this, believe- is, the match, now this is the match that they've been putting on very often on house shows. I mean, but it wasn't maybe- just this match because the New Age Outlaws, I think, had other another tag team. I don't remember. Really? I think so. I'm not positive. I, I don't know, but I'm very happy to see that they're starting to use them more. I feel like that Epico Primo match. I'm I was very shocked. I'm sure a lot of people were expecting them to go over the Road Scholars and weren't really expecting it, but going primo. And I like it because they're so talented and they're, um, they've been around the business for such a long time that they could help out these uh, fresh tag teams in the ring. And that's exactly what they did with Epico and Primo. The well, crowd I was – I don't think WWE is going to do anything with Epico and Primo, though. Oh, no, but for the match, they act, they the crowd loved it. The crowd was really behind the match, and I feel like that this could continue. I mean, I wouldn't mind a, a New Age Outlaw a sixth time. Well, I'm saying we've, we've been saying this for months. Even before the MSG thing, we've been saying it for months. Maybe even a year now. And honestly, I, I, I wouldn't put it past them because you need hell no to break up soon. With everything going on, I would not mind even as a transition champion. I would not mind having New Age Outlaws because obviously they could still work in the ring, and there's no reason why not. If that were to happen and they were to win the championships again, I would want that to happen at WrestleMania. It's not going to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's not going to happen at WrestleMania. You never know. Never say never. Never say never in the wrestling world. All right. Uh, What what are you with my echo? (laughs) We were supposed to have the in-ring debut this Monday night of Fandango, but Justin Roberts didn't pronounce his name right, and Fandango didn't go to the ring for his match against Kofi Kingston. Yeah, thanks a lot, Justin Roberts. Yeah, I like this. You know what? But we we spoke about it before we were doing the earlier earlier part of the show. This may get old quickly, so they have to do this for. Let me finish. They have to do this for a certain. They can't do this for a long amount of time. They have to do it for a couple weeks and then let him go into the ring. I think it's going to get old. 
That, well, that's, that's what I just said. Thing? I said they have to do it for like a, a very short amount of time and then have him go in the ring. Do you think he's going to debut in the ring before WrestleMania? Yes. Okay. I, don't, I mean, to me, like I, I brought it up two two weeks ago, maybe it's going to be like Tensai. Like it's going to lose steam. But where do you see this going? I mean, do you see him at a champion, a U.S. champion, or intercontinental, or do you just see him as being a? It, he, he, if, there. if they if they build it up correctly, he very well could be U.S. intercontinental champion. I don't want to say U.S., I, but I could see intercontinental because they have to get the strap of Wade Barrett somehow because he's just flatlined. Oh. Antonio Cesaro has so much going on with that United States title. I was really rebuilding it in the United States title back to where the intercontinental title was a while ago where they had that oh. prestige back and it was, you know, it was like a legit title to go after. Now the intercontinental title is kind of flubbed. And what's what's not, more intercontinental? Saying, uh, what's more intercontinental than dance? I'm, I'm not saying now though. I'm saying like U.S. Championship or inter- like down the line, like maybe like a a few months from that, like end of the year or something, or yeah, next but why? Year. Why not now? I'm not. I'm not, I, that guy, I don't mean right now where you have yeah. Wade Barrett and uh. You never know though. Very well, could be he could take it from Wade Barrett. He could, no, well, you don't oh, want to have on. a, a Let's heel. Be Let's yeah. be realistic. Yeah, come on, heel versus heel. You have Sheamus versus Wade Barrett at WrestleMania. Sheamus goes over, then you have him start a program with well, Fandango. Oh, excuse I mean, me, Fandango. It's not like we Is haven't seen heels versus heels before. Yeah, but you know what? Especially in the, the the big scheme of it, they probably want WWE probably wants Sheamus to go over. Go yeah, over, I, I, uh, I don't think he's going to be anywhere. His name is even going to be mentioned in anything close to a champ any championship anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that one. Uh, I think I, he's just going to be like a Santino kind of a guy where he's just there. I well, I okay. You know what? I, when you said Santino, I was thinking comedy gimmick, but well, I don't think yeah, that is because well, we've seen Johnny Curtis in the ring. Yes, breaking the fourth wall here. Um, we've seen Johnny Curtis in the ring. We know how good he is. And the, the, once again, the uh, attention span of, wrestle, of wrestling fans, they don't even remember Johnny Curtis. Yes, they do. People were there yelling was, out Johnny Curtis on There Monday. was a lot of people tweeting us asking who he was and whatnot. I saw a ton of tweets with people unsure of who really Dango is. I don't recall seeing those tweets. Yeah, I, saw I remember tweets – Asking who the chick was. No, I saw a bunch of bad actually Fandango too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we don't know. But, uh, then our last good for Monday Night Raw was CM Punk defeating the big show Sheamus and Randy Orton to be declared the opponent for The Undertaker at WrestleMania this year. I thought it was a match. Yeah, no, it was really good. And I like the fact I, that CM Punk gets in there in the last minute and uh, gets I, the W. There was one part where I laughed and I heard overheard the audience members laugh as well where – I think Sam Punk tried to pin Orton or Sheamus, and then he failed to pin them. Then he started crawl, trying to crawl his way, doggy crawl his way out of the ring, and everybody popped. Uh, got a good laugh out of that. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't really remember the match. I just remember being hyped for it or amped and cheering against Randy Orton. <laughs> so now it's Undertaker versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to it. Does now we have three? We have pretty much three matches that are official: Jack Swagger versus Alberto Del Rio, uh, Undertaker versus CM Punk, and The Rock versus John Cena. Which one are you most excited for? Um, honestly, Undertaker, CM Punk. I'm the same. I mean, I mean, we already saw The Rock Cena last year. I mean, maybe if it was last year, it would be a little bit different. And then Swagger versus Del Rio just. Eh, 
But Undertaker Punk, there's a lot writing on this because Undertaker has a streak, but also you you expect a high-quality match from CM Punk and The Undertaker. So I think they're going to both bring their A-game. I It could definitely steal the show. And we know how yeah. CM Punk is in high-pressure situations. So I think I'm most looking forward to this match, too. And I think I it, probably the last time we saw them actually face each other was 2009 or yeah, during that, that whole awesome promo uh, program that they had going on. And, and I think that they're going to put on good promos leading up to uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. No no sort of interaction. It's going to be a lot of promos, promo heavy. I think it's going to be good. Do we see the streak ending this year? I don't – you can never tell. You really can't. All right. Let's change that up then. Do we want the streak to end this year? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. As much as I don't want – for the streak to end because I mean obviously because of Paul Bear it's just to me it wouldn't be right but I mean it's wrestling so you, you never if it doesn't happen this year Rich Franklin said this if it doesn't happen this year then next year it may go to somebody else uh, my, it may not go to somebody else my mom was bringing the newspaper Paul Bear is in the obituary section of Newsday today really yeah oh that's cool so, um, I mean, if if anyone's to end it, I want to see CM Punk. I honestly, the, I want to see Kane end it still with their storyline, with their start and whatnot. Well, I, I wanted Kane versus Undertaker this year. That's not going to happen. We're not going to get it next year. Like, you can't who, say that. Who's, well, who's going to say Undertaker's going to be wrestling? Why would they like? You can't say that it's not going to happen next year, though. Realistically, realistically, we didn't even know that he was going to met wrestle this year, and yeah. he is. Yep. But realistically, we would see Kane versus Undertaker again. I wouldn't. Yeah, why, I don't. Why you know it? what? I don't see it. I, I mean, if it draws, I don't think it does draw. I think this I mean, is that this is a. I think for wrestling fans, like you know, as as we said, you saw John Cena and The Rock last year. You saw Brock Lesnar and Triple H at fucking excuse my language at SummerSlam. This match you haven't seen since 2009 or in a while, and as we always say, nanoseconds are the, is the attention span. So this, I think this is the big draw for me right now. So are and you saying that you're, that the Kane Undertaker's played out? Yep, absolutely. Well, I'm not, I'm we've not been seeing it. That. We've been seeing it since 1997. We've seen it in every sort of match possible. Hell in a Cells, WrestleManias, Inferno matches, I feel like that's played out. As much as as great as I think that Kane is, it's a little played out for me. Uh, as far as the streak goes this year, does a part of me think that the streak by end, CM Punk might be elevated to this godlike status that he's been talking about? Yes. Do I see the Undertaker going off and riding to the sunset, twenty-one and zero? Yeah, I'd see that as well. But as we say, it's professional wrestling, and you you, you don't know what to expect. If, if I, CM Punk won this match, he could definitely carry. This is a match that he could carry on this entire uh, outcome of, his career. of the match for the entire year. No, but not even his that career, for the rest of his career. career. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm saying that for the if this could hold him for. He doesn't have to do anything for an entire year because in his promos and gimmick wise, he could center it based around this that he defeated the streak. Right, and that's 22, 22 or twenty three years of of wrestling. Yeah. Already, so. But I, I'm not going to say that I would get – that I wouldn't like to see Kane versus Undertaker again because I would. I, I, honestly, before Undertaker retires officially, I could see them actually put it on – even if it's not WrestleMania, I could see them putting on at least one more match just for the hell of – because 
like being brothers and whatnot. Like, and I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Yeah, we about understand what kind of brothers you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking about storyline brothers. I mean that how close oh, they are. Then I guess I didn't understand what kind of brothers. Yeah, you're no, about, about how close they are and how they like how Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn put on that match. Yeah, I feel like it would be one of those things that they know that they can deliver one last time and that they would do it for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So um, that was Monday Night Raw. Uh, next week we'll talk about SmackDown from this week and Monday Night Raw coming up. So we got less than thirty days uh, until WrestleMania. So it should be uh, interesting in the WWE universe. Uh, a couple other news and notes before we get to our musical interlude for this week. Uh, Sean Waltman, better known as X Pac, One Two Three Kid, Lightning Kid, has been offered a WWE Legends contract. I like. What does that even mean, though? That just means that you're. Under contract, you appear at at their access and everything. You get you get money. You get action figures, and they use your, uh, I guess, figure your uh, appearance on television more. I don't know. I like it. I think he deserves it. But I don't understand. Like I don't, I don't think we understand what a legends contract is because I don't know what it is. I haven't read it. I we you know we don't know want to know why because we're just three wrestling fans that talk about a podcast about professional wrestling. And uh, I know uh, New Age Outlaws they got their Mattel figures Mattel or Mattel confirmed that they will be making the New Age Outlaws so that's pretty cool. So Brandon already has those on pre order. I, I saw the Tensai Tensai looks sick. Yeah, yeah. You guys, do you guys see the NXT news? What NXT? Well, news? not really news, but I guess all this past week or two, Lance Storm's been down there. Yeah, because apparently yeah. he's he's working with them now. Is that what it is? I, I don't know if he's working with them. I mean, I'm I could definitely see him being down there as a guest kind of a guest trainer. Uh-huh. Was there somebody else that was down there training people as well? Bill Demott. No, I I, I don't remember. I saw Bill Demott tra- uh, tweeting about like, oh, they just, these new these guys just got schooled by Lance Storm, and I thought there was another name attached to it but i don't remember i'm sorry brandon i I didn't see another name but i mean he still has a school in canada so i can't like i think it's just a drive-through kind of a thing yeah maybe he's just yeah as a special you know person uh speaking of nxt something that's actually really depressing me this week uh it's not nxt programming but el generico has been wrestling at nxt this week unmasked Underneath his original, uh, underneath his real name, no mask, pair of bikers, and boots. Um, I know Dave hasn't seen the pictures. Dave doesn't want to see the pictures. And you're better off because this is really depressing to me. Uh, as a huge fan uh, that I am of El Generico and like one of the one of the the few wrestlers that I haven't seen without his mask on. Like, I don't know. It's just upsetting to me that they're actually doing this. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's not going to take away from him because. I don't, I How think good of a wrestler was, he is! Yeah, yeah. a wrestler. Yeah. He got signed because, well, I'd like to say he got signed because of his skills, but honestly, yeah, we said probably, that he probably got mentioned. Uh, not mentioned. He probably got noticed because of his gimmick. Yeah, yeah, but he also probably got mentioned because of what he's been doing in the ring. I mean, he's been the independent guy for the past two years. I agree. If it's not Kevin Steen, it's El Generico. And El Generico yeah, but El Generico has been around for years. Exactly. I know, I but El he's Generico really like – since Brian Danielson and Nigel McGuinness and you know the Tyler Blacks have left, he's really been to him and you know as Dave said, him and Kevin Steen have taken on the role being like the guy in the independent circuit. I mean – Sammy I, Callahan. I don't think Sammy Callahan's the guy. He's one, yeah, of, the, he's one of the he's top the guys, guy. but he isn't the guy. Generico's- El Generico was the guy. Yeah, I I completely agree. And now that I, I think that wrestling without the mask, it's not going to take away at all. I think he's still going to deliver. And I'm kind of 
a little bit of me is intrigued with what they're going to do. Yeah. With how if they're going to do a different storyline or what like I don't know, I'm I'm intrigued. I just hate that for the simple fact that if he ever debuts on WWE television, meaning like Raw or SmackDown or pay-per-view, there's going to be those chants I feel like. What? Olays? You know, no, El Generico chants. I feel like why wouldn't there be? Because I don't I don't understand why you would do that. Like it's not El Generico. If, yeah. if he comes out, people are definitely going to chant to Olay. Oh, absolutely. Well, you can't say they're definitely Okay, one one one, one before okay, we before we get off Okay. Danielson d- comes out and they don't chant, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. So, right. well, we did. Yeah. So, exactly. but anyway, last thing I want to get off before we get off the off of this topic is the fact that somebody on the uh, message boards—I forget what it was—I think it was the PW Pondering message board, awesome website, pwponderings.com. Uh, they said that apparently Brody Lee, when he came in, like he was wrestling in black trunks and that was it. But now he went back to the wife beater and the dirty pants and stuff like that. So this may just be like a kind of transitional gimmick. Yeah, very, it very well can be until they like, figure out what to do with him. So it could, it could be, but you know, it, it still depresses me that I saw a generic coat that is mask on. For all we know, they could have been like, "Listen, we're going to take your mask off for right now. People don't really know who you are. Maybe uh, come up with a new design for your mask. Come up with a new attire." Well, they they would probably be like, "We're going to come up with a new design for your mask and a new thing for your." You know, because he still has all the facial expressions with everything, which is something that they could definitely love. And you know, it's like I'm. You know, if I saw Ultramantis Black without his mask on, I'd be I'd be super upset because it's just like, hey, you have a normal face. You don't you're not this demonious demonic. You, you mean like the time I saw Delirious without his face speaking normal? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was that uh, Slam documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. The okay, one that I, I made my debut on or whatever. Yeah. I don't even I didn't even re- rec- uh, notice Generico uh, Delirious on there. Yeah. All right, and the last thing I want to talk about WWE wise is the fact that there has been a beard off challenge between Daniel Bryan has challenged uh, Oakland A's outfielder Josh Reddick to a beard off. It, it goes until the end of the year and whoever gets voted the better beard wins. The loser Wait, has to shave off their beard. Josh didn't challenge Daniel? No. Daniel Bryan challenged Josh Reddick. I, I thought that uh, Josh challenged Daniel. No. Daniel so Bryan, no. Daniel Bryan challenged Josh Reddick to it. Do you want me to look it up on Twitter and quote it? Nah, okay. I don't really care. Okay, good. But anyway, better beard. Who do you think? Have you guys seen Josh Reddick's beard? It's it's getting like Brian Wilson esque. Pretty, pretty burly. Yeah, I'm going Grizzly Redwood. No, <laughs> if I if I had to choose between the two, I'd I'd go. I don't know. Let's see. That's the thing. I don't know. But that's the thing too. I don't. What the fuck? Why? Why is this why not? Why is that Wilson? not? Well, why are we gonna talk over each other? Why is that? Why is it that? Brian Wilson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because because they no. they, they posted an article on MLB.com about jo- yeah. Josh Reddick's love of professional wrestling, so oh, I think oh. that's where it kind of stemmed up. Stemmed yeah, up. Okay. He's got the WWE Championship, the spinner belt, and everything. Yeah. And he touts that and whatnot, and uh, not, and when I say tout, I don't mean like. Yeah, it was given to him by Triple H. Tout. Do you and, think uh, this is going to do anything? I mean, it's going to give WWE a little bit of mainstream exposure from the yeah, MLB was, fans. Yeah, it's but on ESPN, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's we, pretty much it, though. I mean, and we know how how big Robert Flores is a wrestling fan. So yeah, it was funny. And I don't think they fucking. I don't think they retweeted him. ESPN tweeted out something about, oh, what? Give us tweet us your uh, favorite streak, and we'll retweet the best answers or whatever. And Robert Flores. Right like that, ESPN tweeted. He replied, "Undertaker twenty and zero." And nope, they didn't. Re- they don't think they retweeted that. ESPN loves wrestling. No, they do. They have a power ranking every single week. 
Yeah. But, you know, but, I, but I had a beard off. Like, fun for a while on their list. Was that? Was? I think yeah. CM Punk was number one on their uh, their rankings for a while. The Shield was number one, like, uh, like a month back. ESPN definitely supports... Uh, pro wrestling. Well, I had a well, I had a professor at uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting that said ESPN is not a real sports uh, sports channel. No, it's entertainment. Yeah, there we go. All right, we're talking over each other way too much, so maybe we need yeah, a break. I want to say with this beard off, I don't know this guy. I don't know how long it took him to grow that beard, so that's why I can't comment on his beard. Daniel Bryan, we've seen how long it grew in such a short time, so. Yeah. Beards are cool. Yeah, well, let, let's see if I draft Josh Reddick this year for my fantasy team, so maybe I'll be impartial. But right now, I am all behind the Dazzler. So as I said, we're talking over each other way too much. Let's get to a musical interlude so we can get our thoughts together. Uh, this is from a friend of the show, Roby, a.k.a. Short Temper. You can follow him on Twitter at RobySpitfire, Facebook.com slash RobyShortTemper. This song is called One for the Money, Two for the Show. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some pro wrestling here on Marking Out. No matter what time it is, whether it's day or night, this game of life that got me hype, I hope I'm playing it right. I've been all over Long Island recording with ledgers, rhyming up in Eric Sermon's studio. My ego, it was shining, now I'm back to ground zero. White boy without a deal, had it all lost, they want to know how the hell I feel. But I don't think you can handle it Cause my temper is fuming Take your body and dismantle it I wish a pop was just like a game of some basketball Cause I would go LeBron James on them suckers Let them bastards fall Cause all I need is a second for me to prove to you That my lyrics can make the ugliest person feel beautiful Need a persona in order for you to like me I push weight and my neck stays so icy In reality, I'm ripping the burbs I ain't trying to steal your girl But she in love with my words it's like one for the money Two for the show Bread and butter flow, oh Look, I'm on a roll. I put on for my city. On, on for my city. Holla back, get some rap now. Who the hell's with me? Like one for the money, two for the show. Bread and butter flow. Oh, look, I'm on a roll. I put on for my city. On, on for my city. Holla back, get some rap now. Who the hell's with me? No, I've never been arrested or molested of my dignity. We went from Nas and Jay to Ricky Ross. Are you kidding me? Hip hop is garbage. To be honest, I just have to hate. Cause Rick Ross being famous like a blanket trying to operate. I could repurpose on my verse. Now could I be famous? Tell the story about my life Lies coming out my anus Okay, I'm sounding jealous In reality, I'm bitter Listen to your music I rap powder at home on the shitter Half of this verse is a freestyle Pubic hands on your face Looking like a beach whale You're more successful Got more money than I'll ever see Step in the booth with me It's black and white like a referee I ain't talking race I'm talking ability Sitting on my face The only way that you'll be killing me When it's over They'll be talking about me You ain't got lyrics But you got flow Just like when I pee It's like one for the money Two for the show Bread and butter flow Oh, look I'm on a roll I put on for my city On, on for my city Holla back It's a rap now who the hell's with me? Like one for the money, two for the show. Bread and butter flow. Oh, look, I'm on a roll. I put on for my city. On, on for my city. Holla back, it's a rap now. Who the hell's with me? Six foot two, buck one ninety. Outweigh me, but can't outrhyme me. Don't mind me, I'm just whiny. Long Island, you know where to find me at. Six foot two, buck one ninety. Outweigh me, but can't outrhyme me. Don't mind me, I'm just whiny. Long Island, you know where to find me. I'm not willing to sell out just to sell a couple records. I piss excellence and I eat success for breakfast. I'll take a diss track and straight reverse it on you, cause lyrically, 
destroy you exactly what I was born to Do homeboy, son, you better move quickly I don't play, I drop dudes, Taylor, swiftly I knew you were trouble, trouble Show your ass what a white middle-class thug do Okay, I'm not a thug, I live in my mama crib I know that I'm perfect cause my mama told me I'm the shit Head that always pisses on the seat Walk around spitting curses out, rhyming to the beat Told, I never been arrested. Parents show me love. No, I never was neglected. Been a rap fan since Sega Genesis. Lay in bed with hip hop friends with Dennis. Like one for the money, two for the show. Bread and butter flow. Oh, look, I'm on a roll. I put on for my city. On, on for my city. Holla back, get some rap now. Who the hell's with me? Like one for the money, two for the show. Bread and butter flow. Oh, look, I'm on a roll. I put on for my city. On, on for my city. Holla back, get some rap now. Now who the hell's with me? And we are back on that podcast, or this podcast, known as Marking Out. <laughs> pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you very much, as always, to Roby for contributing a new song to the podcast. This guy has become a very good friend of the show. He's always willing to contribute his music. For free to the and podcast. He rhymed, he rhymed my name with outstanding. Yeah, there you go. If you remember the Mark and Out freestyle, uh, Roby Roby Spitfire on Twitter, RobyShortTemper.com. All right, let's get on to some professional wrestling talk and let's start off with Ring of Honor. Last weekend they had their 11th anniversary iPay per view, which was pretty awesome, actually. I was able to watch it, I was able to, you know, breathe it in. It was pretty good. Uh, we have two new champions. Uh, Matt Taven defeating Adam Cole for the television title. Matt Taven also just won the Future Prospect Tournament, and he got his shot at the TV title and won successfully, but not uh, without the help of Truth Martini. You I something? feel like this is very shocking, especially because uh, Adam Cole and Matt Hardy were having a very uh, heavy-duty feud. Yeah. And how Matt Hardy was facing Adam Cole, I think, the night after or like that. On the, that on the uh, TV tapings, yeah. Yeah, on the TV tapings or something. And everybody was expecting that to be centered around the TV title, and then it wasn't. So it's it's very definitely very shocking. It is definitely very sh- shocking, and I love Truth Martini. I think, you know, out of the the big spectrum of managers out there in the professional wrestling world right now, he's maybe one of my favorites. I I agree with you. If you if you guys haven't listened to uh, Truth Martini's Art of Wrestling, go listen to it. It's yeah, he, so fucking funny. Yeah, such who, a man who knew horror. all that stuff, right? Where his freaking hotel stories about the crazy strip, the crazy girl. Yeah, absolutely. Also, not uh, not only do we have a new TV champion, we have new tag team champions. The uh, newly formed team of Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly defeated the Briscoes, which is another shocking tournament. I, I, I would definitely see this title change before the TV title change. Okay, I, I, I can see that I too. Mean, we've been seeing a lot of Bobby Fish recently, and he's very tech, very technical, submission very good over he's very similar to uh, Kyle O'Reilly yeah so I think it's a good tag team good tag team champions going back to maybe the foundation of Ring of, Ring of Honor was that strong style you can kind of say that you have, now you're yeah that's what ch- they bring yeah you kind of have that too um, and then your main event you have Kev, Kevin Steen beating Jay Lethal but there's a bigger story here uh, Steve Carino was touting not like on the, the website but he was you know gloating that apparently something big was going to come out of scum which was the formation of Kevin Steen Jimmy Jacobs Steve Carino Rhino and pretty much at the at the end of this eye pay-per-view scum doubled in size whereas now you have Jimmy Rave making his Ring of Honor return joining scum you have Matt Hardy 
joining Scum. You have Rhett Titus joining Scum. And then you have making his Ring of Honor debut, Mr. 1859 Cliff Compton making his debut in Scum. And it looks like Ring of Honor is in for a world of hurt now. Uh, this is this is something exciting. Like, you don't hear... Like, I will very rarely say exciting and ROH to the same sentence. It, especially with that, uh, with Rhett Titus turning heel. I could see I that. Like- Okay, go go ahead, Dave. Before. I feel like that's very surprising, and I don't think a lot of people saw that at all. You know what? With Red Titus, I can see it because he was on this big roll to become Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion. He was the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. His partner quits, and then he just gets thrown to the fucking shitter. So, you know, maybe he's pissed off with Ring of Honor, so that's why he joined Scum. I can see that. Uh, or Jimmy he was written in the storyline too. Yeah, or, or shut yeah. up, David. <laughs> shut up, David. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Rave. Jimmy Rave was always good with the Embassy. So I have no problem with him. The one, the, the one thing I was surprised about was Cliff Compton. I mean, I'm a huge. I, I love Cliff Compton. I think he's a great wrestler. He's a great worker. Having him come to Ring of Honor, I think that's great. I think it's good for coming. But I feel like this may be overkill for me. Maybe really? they're trying because I, we've seen this before in so many other promotions where they put these superstar stables together. And it doesn't do anything good for the company. I mean, well, that's as being done too quickly. No, because you've had you've had scum around for a while. Well, I mean, like the each uh, joining, how you had so many like four people join that night. Do you think that should have been done over a time, uh, longer time period? Or yeah, no, but I it kind of I think it's better for the shock value. I, yeah, I agree with Brandon on that. But you know, it, maybe it could have been done over time. But I think the shock value is is right. They rip up and, an ROH banner. You know, they're they're set out, and this is gonna. I maybe this this is where we saw with Sync, when Sinclair Broadcasting took over Ring of Honor. It was just like, all right, cool. Now I think this is uh, like another rebirth of Ring of Honor because now you're gonna have the storyline where it's gonna be Ring of Honor versus Scum, and you're gonna get a very good wrestling and B very very good storylines because not only is it just going to be a ring of honor versus scum storyline you also have kevin steen in there too because kevin steen kind of just looked on while these guys were just destroying the ring and destroying everybody that came out to help ring of honor so you could see uh maybe a kevin steen babyface turn because you've been seeing that in the past couple weeks with ring of honor programming where with uh the whole jay lethal thing before the ip review he came out and he goes hey the only reason that i'm giving you a title shot is because you got rid of jim Cornette and i hate jim Cornette." and people were like you know yeah yeah fuck jim Cornette." but you know we could we could see the eventual face turn for kevin steen and turn on these guys you never know i mean i think it's i think it's a new rehashing of ring of honor and i think it's for the better i can't see a kevin steen face turn but i can see a kevin steen uh turning his back on them but remaining at the same uh place that he is like like kind of a tw- uh, tweener or whatnot yeah okay and like i can that, see him i can see him turning on them and then but still be remaining that go everybody else in this promotion can go fuck themselves absolutely now now that mike mondo's getting ready to return maybe we could see him fit in somewhere or no no I'm not sorry. at all you don't think so i you know there's too many people in there right now and if he no, was no, gonna no, if he was gonna no, no, no. But, uh, as like as pro roh oh okay yeah no i thought you were gonna say like scum wise like, uh, do no, you think no, that this is gonna be enough scum. to rebuild ring of honor because ring of honor has dropped a lot i mean what two years ago we were tout we were we gotta stop saying touting we we were raving about how great ring of honor is how going to the live events had been amazing like mm-hmm. none other and then we stopped, it fell off, it started to die down a little bit. Daniel, Brian Danielson left. 
and now we're where we are. Do you think that this is going to be the revival? Do you think that this is going to be enough to bring it back up to that status where it was? Um, I can see kind of because you're going to have that star power, and now you're going to have those young guys in there as well. Like the, you know, they I think we said it last week. They just signed ACH, who I spoke about when I saw National Pro Wrestling Day. I said this guy's going to get picked up, and he's going to get picked up soon. No joke. Two weeks after he signs an ROH contract, like this guy could be somebody that you can fit in in the television title picture soon to come. And then, as I said, you have the star power. You have Scum. You have Kevin Steen. You're you have your Matt Hardys in there. So I think it's you know it's it's going to be good. I just think it's it's hard to tell with this. I, like if I can make a bold comparison. Ring of Honor right now is kind of like Iron Sheik right now. Oh, yo, not where where people people will pay to see him, but they don't really give a shit. I give a shit. You know what? But there are those people that pay to see him who do give a shit. Like no, Brandon, you can't make another comparison. The rest of the show. Yeah, that was a terrible. No, comparison. It, it really is. It really <laughs> fucking is, dude. Do you know Iron Sheik is charging people thirty fucking dollars? Yeah, but people still pay to see Ring of Honor for the matches that they put on. I mean, and I guarantee you, people can, are going to pay to see this shit too. It's not shit. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you're you're still going to pay to go see Ring of Honor to see. The Shelton Benjamin, yes, to see Jay Lethal, to well, see Jay Lethal's mother get fucking beat up or whatever. What was that? To see G- Jay Lethal's mother get beat up or get spit spit in the face or yeah, whatever that was. It was. One event. Yeah, that was one event. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm liking it. I'm now looking forward to seeing what ROH has to offer, and hopefully, you know, we don't get we don't get ROH, and I don't feel like paying for the ringside thing to get it. So if I can find it on some sort of I got, video, I got for you. What? I got a website for you. Oh yeah, well I got I got one for you too for Motion. the for the iPay review. So we're I want to I'm going to try to keep uh, that'll be my uh, goal is to try to keep a closer eye on Ring of Honor to see how this scum Ring of Honor storyline folds. What are, one of the things that annoys me that's so tough is that whenever I've like I found something on Daily Motion where they upload the weekly Ring of Honors, but the thing that's lagging is that it's TV, it's taped, it's all pre-taped, so it's behind like the pay-per-views and everything. So everything's kind of delayed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how you're uh, like how we're watching NXT, yeah. how we know what's going on and everything like that. So I feel like that takes away from it all, but still enjoyable. I mean, still great matches that you can see. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to things to come. All right, let's talk about uh, some more professional wrestling. More importantly, independent wrestling, pro wrestling syndicate before their super card two night show in April. They're going to be doing what they like to call their student shows. Well, it's not really a student show. It's starring PWS stars and also students of the PWS Academy. They're going to be having Proving Ground live Friday, March 15th at the Sportsplex in Matuchin, New Jersey. I, I honestly I can't even call it a student show as you just said because these these got these wrestlers that are putting on matches are putting on really good matches and it looks like they haven't even been training I don't think they've been training for over a year and the ones that have been it's very visible that they have um, proven themselves I don't know but they're they're really good in the ring yeah hasn't the the school it's only been open for what eight months now but I don't know I think they opened last. I don't know. That's August. May, maybe August, That's whatever. I don't know. But you're going to see so many. This this entire event is packed. You're going to see the PWS heavyweight champion, Kevin Matthews, taking on Keith Miggs. As we saw Keith Miggs at the IP review in that suicidal six way, I think that this is going to be a really good match. 
Yeah. Anybody else going to chime in? No, I well, no. All you know, all the matches itself are going to be good. You're going to have the tri-state champion Alex Reynolds taking on Chris Payne. Uh, the one thing that Pro Wrestling Syndicate is known for is their suicidal six-way. So you're going to have a mix of. Uh, Stars and students. You're going to have Devin Moore facing John Silver, facing uh, Dylan Thomas, facing Craven Varo, facing Lance Anawahi versus Wild Baby Bob, Baby Bobby Wild Wayward. Baby. Wild Bobby Wayward. Uh, the one title that will be on the line is going to be the tag team titles, where the Fat Pack, Faro uh, and DJ Fat Pack will be facing off against destruction and seduction which i think we can collectively say that we can see destruction and seduction taking the tag team titles and reality check having a grasp on all the titles in pws i do have a feeling we're gonna see check man during this match well yeah he well he's already announced for the event like star man check man matt Vice, like a bunch kyle brad big o a bunch of wrestlers are announced Enhancement talent. Yeah, so get your tickets at ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. It's only $20. It's only $20. So, yeah, go. Bone Saws Wrestling. Bone Saw is ready. So go check that out. And once we get closer to WrestleMania weekend, we'll talk about their super cards because they are super. I, I, I'm like so – I cannot wait for this super card of, uh, P, for PWS. I, I already wrote down all the matches and everything. I think we were going to talk about it this week. And I was just getting so excited with it. Yeah, Dave's got another chubby. He's got two chubbies. Anyway, guys, we, I gotta, I gotta bring us down for a minute. Uh, we gotta talk about Impact now. No, seriously, did you see Iron Sheik? Did you seriously see Iron Sheik is charging people thirty bucks? Yeah, Hulk Hogan charges people two hundred fifty bucks. All right, what? No, what no, 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 not to meet cents? him. Not to meet him. He's charging people thirty bucks for you to get humbled on Twitter. Hey man, he's got to make all the money he possibly can to drink the cold maybe beer. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he never replied to you or me, Chris. Yeah, right. I, I, for your birthday, I'll do that for you, Brandon. No, don't because that's a waste of money. The humble you program. Sheik has expressed that he would like to share the humbling to his fans. He is asking for a thirty dollars fee, which I guarantee you it's not him asking. And it's, uh, what, it's it's the Eric Sims. Yeah, yeah. And it says <laughs> in which it. he will verbally it's... abuse the patron of your choice. You will leave it to him based on gender and time of day to put out the perfect message. If it is for a boss, please make sure that it doesn't affect your livelihood. You got you to gotta really feel bad for Iron Sheik that he's been around the wrestling business for the, so long and this is the position that he's in. He's being, he's being, he has to put out videos to make money. Wait, and then get this part because the this is totally contradicting, I believe, because it says Iron Sheik will put out a good tweet and then – Asterisk, it says, please say what you would like the legend to tweet in the special comments section. Thank you for respecting the legend. And that's complete fucking horseshit. Yep, and I think to, uh... it's fucking horseshit again, I'll curse, that they're having another roast of Iron Sheik at Caroline's on Broadway during that. April fifth or fourth, one of those times. Yeah, fuck that. Go to PWS instead of that don't, Iron don't Sheik and to, Hulk Hogan shit. Yeah, don't go to see Hulk Hogan on Broadway or whatever it is. Don't go to see Iron Sheik. There's not even a room enough, I don't think, at Caroline's on Broadway for a whole roasting panel. Let alone why? We, I don't understand why they're having another roast of Iron Sheik. You don't get yeah, two. They, roasts. They've had like twenty of them. You're not a Thanksgiving. You don't get more than one roast. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Go to PWS instead. Go to PWS instead. PWS instead. What are you, like Brandon saying fucking storylines 800 times a year? Christ. Brandon doesn't say storylines over and over again. He doesn't say storylines over and over again. All right. Can we, okay. All right. Honestly. All right. Stop, guys. Can we talk about Impact now? 
Yes, ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. Impact. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so remember last week when uh, Kurt Angle unveiled the VP of uh, Aces and Eights? Yeah, and the camera didn't show him, and Dave was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> well, now we've, we found out this week who it was, and it's D'Lo Brown. That was so poorly done. Yeah, this is this is pretty much the for me, honestly. And if you've listened to the show, you know how big of a supporter of the Aces and Eights angle I am. This is the nail in the coffin for me. I'm done. I'm over this fucking angle. Like, I'm, unless unless the president of Aces and Eights is like somebody huge, like I'm done with this. I'm over it. This is the Vampiro for you, dude. If Vampiro was the VP, I'd be fucking stoked. But he's in he's wrestling in Mexico right now. Listen though, I like I like D'Lo Brown. But D'Lo Brown now, it's kind of like you're a road agent. Get off TV. Don't. Not that I'm saying it's his fault because he's the one. He's not the one writing the storylines. Yeah. And uh, to me, just the whole way that they they announced it, like Kurt Angle was shown. They showed the footage. Then they showed Kurt Angle walking backstage. Oh, Kurt Angle, who was it? Oh, you're gonna find out. I'm gonna go make my my. I'm gonna say it in the ring. Match happens, or another match happens again, or whatever. Finally, as Wes Briscoe's in the ring, Kurt Angle comes down. He has a live mic. Why not just say it then? No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to go jump jump Wes Briscoe. Wes Briscoe, Aces and Eights, gets the upper hand. Oh, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to spoil Kurt Angle's announcement. It's me. It's D.O. Brown. Did you guys not get that? It's like, are no. you fucking kidding me? No, none of us got that because none of us give a shit. I don't give a shit anymore. To be honest with you, I really could care less. This killed it. You you had guys, these... they literally NWO'd themselves. Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. I'm just like, come on, man. It's it's over. Uh, but, yeah, continuing on with Aces and A's because that's frustrating me. Uh, they have the upper advantage going into lockdown now because they have a best of three series with uh, Magnus and Joe beating Garrett, Bischoff, and Doc. Then you have Anderson beating James Storm, and then you have Devon defeating Sting with the help of fan interference, which Brandon actually thought was actually a real fan punching Sting in the face. Moral. Moral. No. Yes, first he did. All, first of all, you didn't know either. Yeah, but then then afterwards. Nah, yeah, but no, you Stop didn't trying know to cover either. your own ass here, bro. I'm not covering my own ass because you're doing the same thing. I'm not if covering you're covering my your own ass. Don't touch your eyes after. Yeah, that's, that's why that's why he's a big guy. Chris said the exact same thing. Chris was like, oh my god, was that a fan? Well, no, I, could, well, I don't know. Security's guarding him off. I'm, I'm grateful I didn't watch TNA Impact. Yeah, I'm <laughs> grateful you didn't either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really that much good coming out of this, especially you go home, Shouty, like one of your big pay-per-views of the year. Oh, and then you had Gut Check, where last week you had Ivelisse versus uh, Lady Tapa, and Ivelisse got sent home, and uh, Lady Tapa got the uh, contract. Uh, let's face, no let's, sense. Okay, let's hold face on, hold, it. Let's hold face on, hold on, hold on. It, it, who was oh, the better wrestler? Let's just talk over each other. Who was the better wrestler during that gut check? Dave, you, Dave, you talk now. Okay, thank you. All right, you have Sofia Cortez, Ivelisse, win the match. Okay, fine. She put on a great match. Tapa, whatever you fuck her name is, Lady Tapa. She was okay. She got. She was a little bit of a heel and whatnot like that. But she wins the contract? That She wins the gut check? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, well, this is what I said, and somebody said it on a message board, so I'm not going to take credit for it. If, you know, if she didn't have the bad attitude that she did in WWE, WWE should try to pick her up back right now and give her that Ronda Rousey gimmick. Nah, I, 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 don't, I don't see her getting picked up anytime soon by WWE. I'd rather, I think that she would be better fitting somewhere else, because with her gimmick and whatnot, plus they, they wouldn't do that. They would misuse her. Yeah, well, obviously. So, they yeah, but so is so so, TNA. Some female wrestlers should be doing that gimmick though with the ultimate like 
with UFC being as big as it is right now, MMA just still booming. I feel like a Ronda Rousey kind of a gimmick would fit somebody, and that would be making a profit. Yeah, but kind of. Uh, I mean, wouldn't you kind of say that? I mean, not to say that all her moves were like that, but Awesome Kong kind of shows sides of that. Not that it's full UFC or uh, any UFC, but she was that powerhouse that could have done something like that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. All right, so let's. Uh, so that that was impact. Just, I mean, I just don't think so. Yeah, um, Hardy and Austin Aries went to no contest. Um, because Matt Morgan got involved, so hopefully after lockdown we see Matt Morgan get involved into the world title picture, which would be great. Uh, Brandon, I know you were going to shit on this for some reason. No, I just didn't like the fact that before the match even started, they said, "Oh, this is a pay per view quality match that you're seeing." You can't tell that before the match starts. Well, as t- to rebuttal you on this, it was sh- I believe it was because it was the, the star power that was involved, and it was the opening match of your show. No promo, no bullshit, and then you start off with that. So, and Jeff Hardy didn't even accept that match. I thought that was stupid as well. He didn't accept the match. Why? He yeah, wrestled? Austin Aries came challenged Jeff Hardy to come down there for a match, whatever. Jeff Hardy came down. Shaking hands with the fans. Who's to say he was going to accept the match? Because he doesn't need any, like his old theme music. No more words to uh, describe uh, him accepting the match. I think that was the dumbest thing. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. So let's get on to predictions for lockdown, which is going to be this Sunday in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, yeah. By the way, that was the last time we saw the, we'll see the impact zone. Good riddance. Get so the we, fuck out of here. So we think, for right now at least. Yeah. Watch. When they run out of money. You know, I just found out. That's the place I got slimed when I was a kid. Yep. That creepy guy. I didn't guy know that at all. That's, his name. that's like, what was, was that? Oh, what was, that was his hilarious. name? <laughs> it was actually Slimer. <laughs> all right. We'll I, start, actually, I don't I, know the guy's name that slimed me. Honestly, I feel like they have a lot of money behind this right now with the moving out of the impact zone. And if this doesn't catch on, I feel like that's it. I think it'll catch on. I think it'll catch on great. But anyway, let's get to predictions for lockdown. We'll start off with Joey Ryan facing off against Joseph Park. I'm going to say Joseph Park. Yeah, where's, like, has Joey Ryan been on for... Not really, which is kind of depressing, because they won't let him do fucking PWG, and then they'll just let him do fucking... Sorry, I'm cursing so much, but they'll just let him do uh, TNA, and they're not using him. Yeah, because TNA's I, pathetic. It's the, same, it's the same thing. We've seen this over and over again. Why? I don't understand that. Why don't you allow your wrestlers to go do PWG and shit like that? It's still promoting your current television show. I mean, as long as they maintain the storyline and the gimmick that they're portrayed in TNA Impact, what's the difference? What, you're going to, like, yes, I understand you're under contract and everything, but it still puts your name out there. Well, I mean, TNA, unless, because TNA it's doesn't the DVD, make money it, off it's of the that. D- yeah, it's the DVD sales. They're not so making TNA, money off the DVD sales with their right. wrestler on it. But, I mean, I'm sure when, you could cut a deal where you can make some of a, a yeah, but why would PWG want to do that? Yeah, PWG is the best fucking wrestling in the world. Why would they want to give it to the worst it's wrestling like, in the world? It's like AAA when they signed with TNA. That's understandable. They were going back and forth. Was yeah. it, it was AAA, right? I think so. I don't it? know. But regardless, that's two. That's Conan's thing, I think. Brandon and Dave, who do we think is going to win this match? I'm going Joseph Park as well. I'm going to go with Abyss. Okay, I'll just put that as Joseph Park. Uh, yeah. We saw this this bromance collapse a couple weeks back. Robbie E facing off against Rob Terry. I'm gonna go with Rob Terry. So if, if Rob Terry doesn't win, it's like how did like why? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Rob Terry with the l- release of Robbie E. You think? No, 
As much I as I love fisting, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to have to go with my boy, Robbie T. <laughs> Is Rockstar Spud still in there? Yeah, but he hasn't been on TV since uh, the UK. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the X Division, the three guys that are left of the X Division, the champion, Kenny King, will be defending against Zimayon and Christian York. I'm saying Kenny King. Yeah, I'm saying Kenny King. Yeah, Kenny King. All right. Knockouts title will be on the line. Gail Kane will be facing off against the champion, Velvet Sky. I'm saying Velvet Sky. I feel like we're going to agree up until like the main okay, event or something. I'm going to go with uh, Velvet Sky. Yeah, Velvet Sky. <laughs> Tag titles be on the line when Rude and Aries defend their championships against Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez and Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. I'm going with Bobby Rude and Austin Aries retaining their championship titles. I'm going to say uh, Kaz and Daniels. I'm going to say Kaz and Daniels. All right. You have a cage match where Wes Briscoe is going to be facing off against Kurt Angle. That was also a dumb fucking promo. <laughs> my bre- my dad and my uncle, I yeah. can't speak. I'm a Briscoe. Why wouldn't I do this or something? I was like, what does that mean? You're a schmuck. I'm going with Wes Briscoe, unfortunately, though. Honestly, I, I got to agree. I think West Briscoe, I think Aces and Aces. And then you're going to have your lethal lockdown match. Aces and Aces facing off against Team TNA, which is going to be Sting, James Storm, Samoa Joe, and Eric Young. I'm very happy to see Eric Young back. So am I. Wait, you missed Magnus. Oh, yeah, and, and Magnus, sorry. I'm very happy to see Magnus back. I'm going to say Aces and Aces. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, to me, I don't know. I could see Sting making the final turn or something. I, I could see that as well. I'm going to go with Aces and Eights. I I'm going like go with Aces and Eights as well. I feel like if they don't win, it's just going to be pointless. They'll look weak. And if they if they do lose, that has to be it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we have uh, the World Heavyweight title will be on the line, the cage match as well, since it is locked down and since it is a gimmick. Uh, it's going to be Bully Ray versus Jeff Hardy. Bully Ray and Jeff Hardy. I know this is the tough one. I'm brother. sticking. I'm sticking with Jeff. I have to. Um, well, I don't have to, but I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna go Hardy also. I'm gonna go with Bully Ray because I think he's going to turn to aces and eights. This this just in. Dave just won a Tony for his performance on Marking Out. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right, yeah, so, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens this Sunday on pay-per-view, and I guess we'll have to talk about it. But anyway, let's get <laughs> into Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. That's right. Get into it. The Shameless Plugs. And I'm into it. So let's go on. All right. Go follow at Buck Never Stops for Pat Buck. Go check him out on Two and a Half Wrestlers podcast, PWS, whatever, and all that fun stuff. Because it's been a year since he's been with PWS. I think it was March 9, 2012 that he started getting involved with Pro Wrestling Syndicate. That's that's oh. cute of you to remember dates. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> right, that was the night of the Psycho yes, Sid Incident? Yes, March 9, 2012. Psycho Sid Incident, Balls Mahoney Incident. Yeah, Balls Mahoney Incident. So congratulations for being with the promotion for that full year and... We look forward to where it's going, and we've already seen how great you've done with the promotion as uh, for right now. <laughs> you sound like you're cutting a bar mitzvah video. I know, right? This is for my <laughs> grandma Joan. 
You've done great. Brandon, happy birthday. All Brandon right, birthday. has a small schmeckle. Nobody said that on my video. <laughs> I hook Bonus a fought in Brandon's me. eye. Oy vey. All right, continue. All right, go follow at Matt Hardy Brand and OOTB Apollyon because it's going to be Matt Hardy versus Apollyon on night two of the PWS Supercard, April 5th. I think this match has a lot going into it. I've said it plenty of times. Apollyon's going to be one of the in the top five wrestlers to watch for 2013. And you got Matt Hardy in there who's proven himself not to be that Matt Hardy, that that drunk and druggy and all of that. He is not that guy. Yep. He has so if you're going into this match saying Matt Hardy's done this and this and this, this is his past, this is his past. It is not his current. Yeah, it's move not, on. Yes, it is not his future. The guy is in great shape, and he's putting on amazing matches. And he's and the newest member I, of Scum. Yeah, and I think I, this match is going to be something that I'm going to enjoy seeing. Yeah, Brandon's going to pop a chub for it. No, because I, I'm a fan of Matt Hardy, and I'm a fan of Apollyon. He's really, I was yeah. going to say great, but I say that a, well, a lot. Yeah, chubby's all around, so why not? Fuck you. What do you call me chubby for? <laughs> no, I'm talking about your schmeckle. All right. Also, Stop saying that. Schmeckle? Yeah. Uh, Do people know what a schmeckle is if we said it like a different way? I don't like know. If, we, if we weren't just talking about. All right, Brandon, stop talking about penises yeah. and let's talk about shameless plugs here. Yeah, you fucking moil. You said penis. I was you talking f- about schmeckles. Freaking moil. All right. Also, go follow Ringside Reactions at RS Reactions. You may what? not understand. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry to cut you off, Dave. No, no. But why are we going to follow them? Because. because- because yeah it, it got cut off there but it's us uh we actually are starting a new project in mark and outland uh this is going to be different from your weekly podcast where you have to listen to us this is going to be a interactive show we're going to be doing once a month with jason linick nywc kind of sign guy what kind of like a period yeah kind of kind of like it but you know not <laughs> gross um it's gonna be red too you know that shut yeah, you guys you guys are really ruining this right now we're trying to like hey, it's my shameless plugs i know i know i know but anyway it's gonna be a live interactive youtube show with us jason linick nywc sign guy of uh, nywc livewire and everybody's favorite heel heel franklin we're gonna be doing a monthly interactive youtube show where we're gonna discuss a topic and we're gonna ask for fan questions so uh, the What's that? Yeah, possibly another member. Yeah. We, we don't know, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about every single topic you can think yep. of. The first show is going to be the 28th of March, and the topic's going to be WrestleMania. So you can definitely tweet at RS Reactions on Twitter and email all your questions, and we will uh, get them on the show for you guys. So yeah, once and again, it's live. So it's yeah, it's all live, and you never know who's going to show up on a live broadcast. may have a few things planned. Anything could happen. Anything Brandon, on a live show, motherfuckers. Brandon, Brandon might not wear a mask. Yeah, Brandon's yeah, going to wear a mask. His gimmick. Brandon might wear a ball gag from Chris's house. Yeah, right? Scotty Riggs. I hope not. Up. I really do hope not. What up, Scotty Riggs? Yeah, so anyway, let's get to uh, Chris's match of the week then. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Oh, wow. That's so funny. I almost did Chris's match of the week. Anyway, Chris's match of the week this week is from the <laughs> ROH 11th anniversary. Uh, Roderick Strong versus Mike Elgin. Two out of three falls. Awesome match. Good to watch. I may post it or I may not post it on the Facebook page. I don't know. No one really cares about it. So, anyway. It's one hell of a story, too. Yeah, especially being in the House of Truth. And this was like their final confrontation. I think this, out of all the matches on the pay-per-view, I think this was my favorite. 
this has been going on for over a year, right? Yeah. Their, their feud over the um, House of Truth and everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and it, like the rising of Mike Elgin in Ring of Honor. So Yeah, it all culminated right into this match. So Yeah, so go check that out. And Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey, what those? Brandon, shout out. Uh, the first shout out goes to Abraham J. Simpson. Uh, for um, some reason, I thought you were going to say Abraham Wash, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Washington. Mark. <laughs> yeah, no. On this week's episode of The Simpsons, we found out that Grandpa was a pro wrestler in the 1950s named Glamorous Godfrey. So Yeah, it was a great episode. Shout out to him. Uh, Sin Cara versus Antonio Cesaro from Main Event gets the second shout out. Uh, great match, great spots, great finish. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, it if, looks like this is what they're going to be uh, pushing towards WrestleMania. So, yeah, I, I really I couldn't believe how good of a match it was. Yeah, just because like everyone like shits on Sin Cara, so I, sometimes uh, you have that in, like the back of your mind, like oh, it's a Sin Cara match. But I'm, I'm very really, hesitant. I mean, we've seen what Cesaro can do with the lightweights and trust me, David, why not? Watch, go watch this match. And well, I feel like I've us. seen a lot of it already with the Hurricanrana from the Ricola Bob from the top rope and everything like yeah, that. I was watching just, some El Generico Claudio match from uh, 2007 yesterday because yeah, I, I, like I'm so depressed about that. Anyway, I mean, if if anything, if you want to hype yourself up, watch that Sin Cara match, but also watch uh, Cesaro versus Mike Quackenbush. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brandon, continue. And I might as well give the last shout out to the All Star Celebrity Apprentice. Of course, Donald Trump's getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. We mentioned that last week. It's a brand new season featuring celebrities from the past. I'm pulling for everybody's favorite cowboy, Trace Atkins, to take the victory. Is Marie on it? No, she's not really an All Star. Although she, she was in the final. She was in the final, I believe, four and got fired because yeah, she said she said I don't know she said something that Trump didn't like, but she didn't well, she wasn't lying when she said it. I just forgot what it was. Hmm. But yeah, it's uh, Trace uh, Atkins. You got D. Snyder. Brett Michaels was the first to be fired. Sorry if you didn't watch it yet. Oh well. And of course, Brett Michaels won last year. So why is he coming back? He wanted. Is to, it all the winners? No, the winners actually were offered to. Uh, you know judge? how they have yeah not judge but you know how they have like Donald's ears and eyes nope yeah. like Ivanka you ever watch a show nope well Donald Junior Junior Eric uh, Ivanka and George oh, I guess his name is Ivanka yeah um, she's yeah. hot you would have to care about her she's fucking hot all right, all right. yeah great shout outs Brandon yeah, I love stuff. them don't patronize me I love you what, 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 what do you want me say fucking Terrible shout-outs, Brandon. I don't no, I don't want you to comment on it all because I don't say, oh, your match of the week was terrible. I, I was saying good shout-outs, Brandon. No, you were I saying, I like the Abraham oh. Simpson one. I like Yeah, the, yeah you like one of them. Yeah, I liked the, the Claudio. I even said that, too. a little too. bit sarcastic. I know, because he's going on <laughs> talking about Ivanka and shit like That's that. That's because you a wrestling podcast. Because David was amping me on. Imping you on? Yeah, he was imping on. Brandon, I never want to amp you on ever again. No, I didn't think he said amp. I said he said imp. Imp? Amping. What is imping? A-M-P, amp. Amp. That's what I did say. Oh, I thought he said imp. No, he's amping me on. Oh, okay. (laughs) Great. Good. All right. Let's get to it. Good. Good. Brandon, wonderful. <laughs> okay. Brandon, your shout-outs were so amazing. Oh, my God. No, Can you do them again? You sound like a Teletubby, bro. Fuck you. Teletubbies don't sound like that. 
You just said, um, yeah, they do. Nope. When was the last God, time you watched Still Tubby? Where's the love? Where's the love? There is no Where's love. Listen, what are you, what are you fucking fuck Hanson over here? Fuck, fuck you, Dave. Yeah, fuck you, Dave. You're, you, just got, you just got, you just got, you just got denotched in my comedy belt. This is, this is the first time ever where I'm not even involved in this. Well, actually, yeah, no. Yeah, but you're the reason who started this, David. <laughs> it's not funny. Shut the fuck up. Let us continue. Shut up, Pinky. <laughs> yeah, what? if I'm picky, then Chris's brain. I have a huge head. Well, I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not saying because you have a huge head. I'm in more in more ways than one. I was oh. smart. He's got a tiny schmeckle. Yeah, shut up, Chris. You're Jewish. You have a tiny penis. I'm actually Irish. All right, <laughs> and my my wife loves my bangers and mash. All right. Anyway, let's get on to it. It's our. Mark out moment of the week. Um, we never really discussed this before the show, did we? Let's see. What could it be? What could it be? What could it be now? Do, 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 Random marking out for the New Age Outlaws as usual. I don't. I don't know. I kind of like. I was. I was kind of. I don't know. Let's see. Are what we, about scum? That Anybody was actually. Yeah, I, I was pretty. Like uh, I, maybe maybe the surprise of scum with yeah. Cliff Compton and everything. I, I think Brandon texted me about Cliff Compton. Yeah, I was I pretty asked you about that. I was pretty Just amazed about Facebook that. about it. Yeah, because it was something that you would have wanted to have known. Yeah. I think ultimately the mark out moment of the week should be that Zack Ryder has more Twitter followers than Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon combined. All right. Yeah, Bam Roasted. Yeah, Bam Roasted on you guys. That's the only now reason. That Vince McMahon's on Twitter. Yeah, right? Uh, watch, he's gonna start like tweeting out pictures of his penis. Look how huge yeah. it is. Whoops. <laughs> Gotta resign. Son-in-law, ready? What, what's the other one? Uh, Wolf Dick. Oh yeah, yeah. Triple H's the fake, the fake uh, Triple H one. That's pretty funny too. What was it? No, uh, did you guys hear that story? Like, I think it was like four or five years back about Vince McMahon going into a tanning salon and like flirting with the girl at the front desk and showing pictures of his penis on his phone to her. Yeah, I, I remember hearing. That. Okay, yeah, I just uh, remember. I remember hearing on like Howard Stern or somebody else. It was a, it was a tanning salon in Connecticut, right? Yeah, and I just remember somebody impersonating him, going, "Look at my penis on my camera phone." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I love like I don't normally watch it, but the Howard Stern show is fucking awesome. Yeah, I miss it on. Uh... What is it? FM radio? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say on E. I was like, that's a long time ago. Yeah, that was mad long ago. Yeah. All right. So I guess, yeah, that's the one, one of the something that we said was the mark out moment. Yeah. Of the week. Yeah, yeah. One of those things. I, I, you know what? Actually, you know what I did pop for, though? What? The, how, how did the, the New Age Outlaws, did they challenge road Scholars on the internet, Dave? You might know. I think it was the other way around. So the, the Rhodes Scholars, Scholars challenged New Age Outlaws. And there was there was a backstage segment with. Road Dog, Billy Gunn, Matt Stryker, and it was, I guess it was active or whatever, and and he was interviewing them, and Triple H walks in, and they're like, oh, what are you doing here, blah, blah, and he goes, oh, I just wanted to say you guys did great, it really gave me goosebumps, man, and uh, he goes, but something doesn't feel right, so then they kick Stryker away, and... I feel like I think it was Billy Gunn or, or Road Dog said it to Triple H like, "Oh yeah, you look you look really good out there yourself. You reminded me a lot of Chuck Palumbo." And Triple H laughed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, funny. Like, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. All right, so that, that's a better mark out one of the week than whatever we chose, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> word, word. All righty. So, uh, yeah. So let's go home with this. Uh, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out. You can listen to all the episodes at MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our theme music. Thank you to at Nick Matocho for making our logo. Thank you to Roby, a.k.a. Short Temper, for another awesome musical interlude this week. And for myself, Dave, and Brandon, we wish you the Best of luck in your future endeavors, and we will see you next week on the podcast. Oh, yeah.